is Dustin Kendrick, and I'm getting cozy with Aaron. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to Getting Cozy with Aaron Hill. You know, these are some interesting times we're living in right now. I had another episode about Black Lives Matter, dealing with how we talk about racism with our children. And I reached out to one of my favorite people in Bachelor Nation to come on and talk about the movement and how we can be allies for the movement and just going forward what we can do to make change happen quicker and also just how we can put our heart into this because I think that's so important. So without any further ado, I want to welcome Dustin Kendrick to the show. Welcome, Dustin. Yay! Thank you so much for being here virtually with me. I've been wanting to have you on the show for so long, so it's it's just such an honor. So thank you for your time. Absolutely. And you guys will know Dustin from Hannah B. Season of The Bachelorette, but also you'll know him from his amazing TikToks. He's like TikTok famous. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm too old for it, but I try. I try. Never, never. And don't you stop either. Don't you stop doing it. And also, he, well, he did a lot of TikToks with Peter and Kelly, but he does his own TikToks, so you guys need to follow him on TikTok, and he does them with his adorable pup, Sophia, who we all love, so thank you <laughs> for thank that. You. I think, I don't know if it's good or bad, you just, you're encouraging me to do more. Yay! <laughs> Perfect! <laughs> I'm so glad. Well, we're going to get into more of the lighter topics here in a bit, but I really want to focus on what's so important right now and what you are so passionate, what I'm so passionate about, and that's the Black Lives Matter movement. So this kind of just exploded recently. Tell me what it's been like in Chicago where you live. When did you kind of feel like it, I don't want to say took off. I feel like it's always been there, right? But it really kind of just kind of came onto the scene. How did that happen in Chicago for you? I think it was uh, maybe two or three weeks ago whenever we had, like, you know, the protest started and we had the riots and we had the looting and whatnot. And it all just kind of hit me all of a sudden because I'm from Southern Illinois and I'm from majority, it's a, it's a white Southern town. My whole life growing up, I've dealt with racism here and there. So I've always knew how, like, to deal with it. And it was always, like, the norm, I think, which it shouldn't be, but it always has been. Yeah. Um, then, you know, over the years of, you know, you you see that certain things happen and you, you know, you hear about things and you have to, I think, Black Lives Matter started, like, in 2015, I think. Okay. Um, yeah, I think that's when it, you know, started to become... Um, strong, but recently with Mr. Floyd up in Minnesota, I think majority of the black community was just really angry and just it was really emotional and personal to the black community. And so, like, I don't condone looting or riots, but it was just I saw a video and it was why are people doing this? It's not like they're doing this; it's bad, this and that, but. Why are they doing it? Right. You know, people are very upset. They've been trying to tell people about Black Lives Matter and how blacks haven't been treated fairly. And it hasn't been heard until recently now when there was a outcry with, you know, a strong protest. And you, then you have, this, like, riots and whatnot. This was the outcry of people trying to get the attention of others to listen to them. And it took that, unfortunately, for, you know, all this to happen. And just through all that, it just kind of made me emotional and made me really want to... Uh, you know, put more into sharing my story and 
in sharing black culture with other people. Oh, I, I know. I'm sorry. That. I kind of just took off with that, but. No, no. I'm so glad you talked about, you know, growing up. And, and I apologize because I probably should have started with that. So you grew up in Southern Illinois. And yeah. did you, you had your schooling there or did you move around? Yeah. So I grew up in Marion, Illinois. I was there for all my, you know, young life. And I went to school in Southern Illinois as well. So I, I've just always been down there. So I actually grew up in Kentucky, so not too far. Oh, where at? Yeah, in Lexington. So I was born in yeah. Florida, but raised in North Carolina. Sophie. <laughs> Hi, Sophie. Sorry. And in Kentucky. So middle school and high school in Kentucky. And then I went to Florida and got my degree at the uh, University of Florida. Then I came out to California. Yeah. So, but yeah. Nice. Yeah. So Midwestern. Um, Midwest at heart. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. No offense to anyone else out there listening. When... This started kind of bubbling up in the city, you know, a couple weeks ago. What were kind of the first few steps that you took to kind of support the movement? I've always been watching your Instagram. I applaud you for using your platform, Dustin. You know, you're so passionate about this movement, and it's very inspirational. You've inspired me and so many other people. So I really, really applaud you for that, and thank you for that. Because a lot of people are, are not doing that. So I really, really thank you for that. Yeah, and, absolutely. And I'm just wondering, like, what kind of steps did you take as soon as, you know, this was all happening. The following week, I started to protest. I went to a, three protests so far. Funny, it was like my first protest. And I was like in there, I was like being all shy and bashful and telling people, oh, it's my first protest. Like, uh, <laughs> I love it. Like, I was like, oh, is this when we, we lift our signs? So just being silly. But um, uh, yeah, I just felt like it was strong for me to go and promote it, uh, show people like it's something that people should be standing up for, Absolutely. showing support for. You know, also, like, educating on my social media, like, um, just posting things that, you know, can educate people and kind of see so they can get an idea of whatnot. And I don't know, I just kind of, I felt like it's, you know, my duty to do that. Yeah, I felt the same way. I really did. I felt like... You know, when we when we did the um, the Blackout Tuesday, I think that was kind yeah. of the start of seeing more and more on social media. And yeah. it was so beautiful to see all the support. And I honestly have been really proud of social media in general for kind of keeping strong with that. I've really yeah. been trying to do that with mine, and I know a lot of people have as well. So I think I really wanted to have you on today, though, to talk about how we can be allies for the movement. As a mother, I it's hard for me, and I've, I've talked about this on the other uh, episode about Black Lives Matter, but it's hard for me to go and protest, you know, having young children. And yeah, I want to do other things besides that because I know that the people that are protesting are there representing me too because it's the it's the same sentiment. You know, we all feel the same way. But yeah. what else can we do besides protest to really be allies to this movement and to yeah. the black community? For sure. For anyone that's, you know, not black that wants to, you know, support and be a part of this, I think the first things first is just educate yourself. Like, give mm -hmm. yourself, like the proper education i realized like growing up black history wasn't really explained well in the history books no you know it's so much more it's so much more in depth it's like in school they teach you oh well this happened and let's get past it let's move forward you know and it's like yeah. so much more that needs to be educated on it you know just the word being you know oppressed for so long i think that's the number one thing history on you know slavery Jim Crow, mass incarceration, civil rights. I think all of these are something that one should um, educate themselves on first. After that, I would say, you know, 
Chicago's very segregated still. And me and Clay are actually going to start doing workouts in the park. But we're not we're gonna do parks all around Chicago. We're gonna I do saw parks that. on the north side, west side, south side. And we're gonna do this to get people to see these different areas, you know. People on the north side might not see the south side, you know, and vice versa. So we wanna get these people in different areas of the parks and yeah, I think it's important for someone to like just take your kids down black communities, you know, maybe go to black culture get to, and the black communities get, you know, food or just go around and also educate your kids on, you know, black history as well. And yeah. for for them to have an understanding of, you know, why we are like this today and there needs to be a change. And yeah, I think that's a, I think that's a good starting point for sure. That's really helpful to know. I feel like there's so many documentaries and films that are out there right now that are just so great for the education that we need. Yeah. You saw me post about 13th. I mean, 13th, I think if you're going to, right? If you're going to watch anything, I feel like that's the first one to watch. It's easy. Well, it's hard to watch, of course, but it's, it's engaging and it's interesting. For sure. Yeah. Right? It's so interesting. Yeah. So, I'm a real estate broker, and I didn't know about redlining really until I got my broker's license, and I shortly saw that I saw that documentary too, and I was like, "Wow, yeah. there's a reason why all the you know ghettos are filled with black people, and it's because of the history of not being able to get a mortgage in these other areas. People kept them there, right? And then when you think about also like why are so many black people incarcerated? Well, it goes back to you know around like Jim Crow when black man would cross the street and they would throw him in jail because they're making money by these people being in jail and right. that's why we have and it's still going it's still going on today oh i know um, a, lot, a lot of our prisons are making a dollar from cheap labor of these prisoners and that's why they they have quotas sadly they have to fill up each bed and that's why you have so many people that are doing life sentences for drugs non-violent crimes and like just doing nothing it's, it's insane, and we're the only, only country that does that. And it's right. just, there's so much that needs to be unrevealed in this country, and it's not great, but we can get there, you know? And I think that's what we have to realize, that is our past is ugly. Let's realize it, and let's build to, you know, make a better day. Yeah. The best country I can think about is Germany. Germany understood they did wrong and they're making sure they never go back to something like that they don't forget about their history right they educate everyone on it and they're ashamed of it but they they owned up to it they're a better country because of it today and we just want to sweep it under the rug we don't want to talk about it it's just so upsetting to know you know that so much of our history is just white supremacy just all of it right and yeah. I'm, I'm reading White Fragility, and White Fragility is opening my eyes to so much. And it's it's interesting because, like you said, being in school, you are not taught these things. You aren't. You weren't yeah. taught these things. And if you were, it was so quickly, you know, like you said, you just talk about it, and then it's, it's next chapter, right? But Correct. So we can't feel bad that we don't know, but you can feel bad if you know that you can find out and you don't, or you don't do anything. Information is so easy to get to these days. Yes. Google, I Google everything. Literally, every time I watch a movie, I Google the movie. I'm like, how much did they make? Who's the actors? Who's the actresses? <laughs> I love it. Like, what's going on? Like, I, information's at the, you know, at our fingertips. And yeah. 
it's so funny you have people that you know are arguing back with so many things and you know aren't for black lives matters i'm I'm like have you done any like have you just did any research like just no no and they haven't and they'll just they'll fight with you all day and then which at that point I can't argue with anyone. I can't have a debate with anyone that hasn't done the proper research. Yeah, I completely agree. I, You know, the comments that I see, I'm just like, delete, delete. You are uneducated. I'm not even going to start this debate. It's sad. And you just have to kind of put it out there. Look how easy it is to just learn and just to know. And don't you, people should want to know. I mean, that's what drives me insane. It's like, don't you want to know why people are dying in the streets? Don't you want to know why, you know, 25% of our population is in jail? Like, don't you want to know? It drives me nuts. But I majored in sociology and I think it's just in me, you know? Yeah, you can see your DNA for sure. I think it is. And it's just, it's so frustrating. I haven't been able to sleep the past few nights because I want to make sure I'm doing all that I can, you know, and I was just so happy that you agreed to come on and talk to me about this because I think that it's so important that we listen to the black community to amplify black voices. It's so important. And, you know, what you got, we want to listen to you guys and we want to shut up, you know, and just learn and listen. And, but then again, you shouldn't have to teach us. Like you said, the resources are out there. So, Please, if you're listening, just educate yourself. That's all we're asking. There's another movie that I watched, When They See Us. That was... That's a tough one. That first episode is hard to watch. It's hard. It's so sad. Um, Yes. That's a tough one. It is. And, you know, that's happened probably countless of times. You know, there's... I mean, there's no doubt about it. The amount of people that we shove into jails, there has to be so many people that are innocent and, you know, crimes they didn't commit, which is sad. But that one is a, a true one right there. The, they're babies. They're, what, you know, 13, 14 years old. It's just... Just yeah. educate yourself. And this is real-life stories. This is not just a movie. Yeah. It, this happened, you know? I get so, like, worked up because... Yeah. really like this is this is real life and it happened and you can just look every day something else is happening it's just it keeps happening now we do have to be happy that we're seeing a little bit of progress which is good you know officers are getting charged as they should be but i can't get that excited about things that should have already been happening right that this should yeah. be the case it's like bittersweet it's, it should have been this exactly is, all this stuff should have never even you know come up just yeah, but I mean, I guess you got to take, a, you know, what little progress is happening. We have to go along with it. So exactly. I'm mixed, by the way. I'm half black, half white. So mm-hmm. if I was on my like my dad's side cookout or whatnot, everyone's so accepting of white people to come in to, you know, experience the culture and whatnot. So is there anything you want to talk about with my listeners? Anything you just you're passionate about with this movement or just anything on your heart? You know, maybe a situation that happened with you, I know you've been sharing on your stories some of your experiences with racism and just in general. I would just say, you know, I have stories, but, you know, just for people just to educate themselves and, you know, to want to help out is just good enough. And we have seen change, but just to see more change and mm-hmm. just to see, you know, people love, you know, black culture so much and, you know, support black culture, yeah. you know, when they're, they're down, I would tell people. And every year, during like February Black History Month, I'm always observant, you know? I like to see who's posting with Black History Month. Like who's posting about like their favorite inventor or someone in black culture, you know? And so little of the white community, like on my eyes, have, have done that. And first of all, 
black history is American history, 100%. It's American history. So it's, for me to see someone that's white or a different, you know, race on, you know, black history month, like show us like who this person is and what they mean to you and why you look up to them. It's like, wow, I mean, like, it's like, wow, well, yeah, like, I don't know. It's, like, special to me to see that stuff, so. I saw a list of black inventors, and it blew my mind. There's so many. So oh, many. my God. I mean, so many of the things that we take for granted, black inventors, you know, is because so of them. Many. And do they yeah. get the kudos or the thanks or the appreciation? No. And it makes yeah. me mad. <laughs> I'm going to post yeah. that because I was just, like, my mind was blown, completely blown. Yeah. There's so um, many. And if you look, I mean, our whole country was built on black backs you know and everything i mean everything black community built our country and to just kind of not acknowledge that is just such a slap in the face i mean at the very least there's a podcast called 1619 and it's about slavery and i've been listening to that and it's again very eye-opening and just talking about put yourself in their shoes and what they went through and that we as white people went to africa and got them they did not come here, you know? They were they were happy where they were, and I just, that just, yeah. you have to remember that. That is such an important thing yeah. to remember, you know? It's crazy. Yeah. Like I said, I was listening to White Fragility, and it's funny because as a parent, you don't want to teach prejudice, right? You don't want to teach racism or anything like that. I unfortunately grew up where it wasn't spoken about at all. So I would say that I was colorblind, but that's not a good thing to be. I want to be, they now call it like color celebrate or something like that, you know, where you celebrate color. I love that, but that's a newer term, you know, it's a newer term. So as a parent, you want to make sure that you're raising your children to see color and to appreciate it, you know, and love everyone, but, but still know that there is a difference you know, and not be yeah. colorblind. So that was a really interesting thing to hear. No, I love that because honestly, even if let's say family A over here doesn't talk about race, they don't see color, they just raise their society of how society is in the U.S. will make your kids, I don't want to say racist, but I was watching this video today with Matthew McConaughey and this oh, yes. guy from Texas. An uncomfortable like, conversation white, white or something allergy. like that? Yeah, 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 yeah. White allergies they were talking about. It makes sense because in our society, which, again, I'm kind of going off focus. If you think about the Black mm-hmm. Panthers, so many people watched the Black Panther. I'm talking the movie recently that just came out a couple mm-hmm. years ago. So many people were thrilled about this because, one, there's never been a black superhero. In, in entertainment, blacks have always been seen as the criminals and or like doing bad or just like just rappers so the stereotypes build through entertainment so from family a that doesn't talk about race or anything through society their kids see blacks as only this and that's what they hear about if they're not interacting even if they interact yes. with the, you know black kids at their school they still yeah. have that sort of this is what a black person is Mm-hmm. And it's good, like you said, to verbalize it. Like, unfortunately, we're in the U.S., so you have to, you know, bring up race. And I think it's very important at a young age that it, it is talked about, you know? Yeah. Understood. Um, so kids can have an understanding and they can go from there. Definitely. It was just a really interesting perspective that I hadn't heard before. So I have a parents group, so I want to make sure that I'm, you know, putting out the right information to them because they're asking me, how do we talk about race with our children and the movement with our children and yeah. just racism in general. So I think that's really important. Another thing on my heart too is yeah. um, 
with law enforcement, uh, like I have friends that are police officers, um, you know, state troopers and police officers in my hometown. And mm-hmm. there's some friends I have that are Chicago police officers. And I don't want people to think that because you're with like Black Lives Matter is that you're anti-cops or you're anti-police. That's not the case at all. Right. I don't, I couldn't live in a world without police officers, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But I do think police officers have a responsibility to build trust. And unfortunately they have this stigma about them because I mean, a lot of it's true, but for those good officers, they have to build trust. And, you know, once trust is built, that's also when we'll have a better, a better relationship between blacks and, you know, law enforcement. But it's like um, that video I saw not, not too long ago where, the protest was just ending, and I'm sure you saw it. This elderly man walked up to a police officer, and he pushed him. And the mm-hmm. old man hit his head and everything, which is one. That's terrible. Walked past him. I know one guy wanted to, but they told him not to. I know. Um, they called the ambulance. I do. But lied in the police report saying he tripped. I know. And Disgusting. That's just a, how is anyone ever going to trust the police? If that's the signal, if you guys are just lying and nothing gets done about it, you know, yeah. it scares people. Of course. And it's just a trust has to be built, you know. And yeah. once that is, I feel like things will get somewhat better. But I just wanted to say that too. I am, you know, all, you know, black lives do matter. But again, I do salute to police officers and the ones out there right now that are hurt. There's a lot of good police you know, officers out there. And unfortunately they're they're getting like smacked in the face with everything because, you know, unfortunately there is gray areas. Some people only see black and white, but you know, there are gray areas and I feel, I feel for those people. And any of your listeners have family members that are in law enforcement, you know, totally support them. And I hope they continue to stay safe and build trust with their community. I appreciate you saying that. I know that's kind of been a divisive thing in communities. And it's hard because they take that oath, you know, to protect and serve. And then they're choosing who to protect and serve. You know what I mean? The ones that, you know, aren't doing their job as they should be. But thank you for bringing that up. I appreciate that. So I do want to talk about certain things that are going on in the franchise, you know, because you are part of the franchise. Let's talk about, you know, the, the diversity issues that are happening. If you're open and, and comfortable with discussing that. Sure. When you were on The Bachelorette, do you feel you were treated any differently because of your race? Yeah, I don't think I was treated. From my experience, I think everyone was treated the same for sure like okay. it was you know the producers and everyone are great people and they work really hard the only thing I will say is there was a lot of footage of me that was never released I was kind of like the guy that like oh he keeps getting a rose but why is he getting a rose yeah. and with all this happening it made me think like maybe there was only enough you know for them airspace to have one token black guy which you know was Mike you know and it made me think, like, wow, maybe that's the case, you know? Maybe they only wanted one person of color to get significant amount of her time. But then, you know, Sophie, stop. She's upset and, about um, it, Dustin. I, I know, right? She's upset. She's upset about it. For them taking the steps and uh, having Matt James as a bachelor, I love Matt James, and uh, he's going to be great. He's a great person. I'm excited for all you, all you guys to see uh, yeah. how great person he is. I actually, I met him, I met him last year around this time. I was on Good Morning America. 
So I flew out and I hit, Tyler was out there, and I was like, Tyler, I'm going to be out here. I'll stay a couple days. So I stayed with him and Matt, and we just had a good time. And he's just a humble guy and great heart and wants to change the community as well. And I'm excited for you guys to see him. So I'm, I'm definitely happy about that. He seems amazing. Yeah, I was just thrilled with the choice. I thought they really hit that out of the park for sure. Now, there's talk about Mike possibly going on Claire season. Would you be interested in going on Claire season? Oh, I have to talk to him. Well, curveball there. I know. Um, I think I, I, I don't think I would be interested. I think I'm gonna. Okay. I think I'm gonna just uh, rely on the real world to find love. Yeah. Uh, you know, after being on there, but uh, I am curious. I'm gonna have to call Mike and uh, see if he might be on there. But I, I love Mike. I got a, Mike was one of the guys I connected the most. It's funny, actually. Guys, I connected most with they're like the most famous ones <laughs> from like Bachelor Nation. Uh, you and Peter um, just I connected with Mike, Pete, Peas in a Pod, Mike and Tyler. Those are my guys. Yeah, I roomed with those guys the most uh, throughout it all. That's your thing. Yeah, I'm going to ask Mike, but I don't think it will be, be for me. No. <laughs> okay. So would you ever consider going on something like Paradise in the future if you're single? Um, I, yeah, I don't know. I would think about it maybe. Um, again, I think I just, I think I want to leave my love life out of uh, reality TV yeah. and just try to somewhat move on and have a normal life. But um, You're officially single. Still single, yeah. Okay. Still single. I would consider it. I would think about it, but as of right now, I think uh, I think that ship's sailed away. So I always ask my Bachelor Nation cast when I'm interviewing them, "Do you have a Batch Nation crush on anyone? Anybody that maybe you haven't met, but you've like seen them on the show, and you're like, I'd really love to meet her or." Yeah, there's, there's, there's a, you know, there's a lot of girls. I mean, on Peter's season, there's so many, you know, on all season, there's so many beautiful girls, you know. The only problem is that you don't really get that. You've been on the show, you kind of know, you can't get someone's full personality. No. From, even even if they're the lead, you know, you don't see if they're all full true selves, you know. There's so much to people. And, um, but there are, there are a lot of cute girls. I wouldn't, I mean, if, if I ran into one of them and, and something hit off I wouldn't be opposed to it but. you gotta throw out a couple names Dustin I can't, he's blushing I can't you guys out, I can't I can't throw out no names but um, nobody there's a lot there's a lot of cute girls okay we'll take that for now yeah I can't say it's a cute name and maybe I accidentally run into one and it's like I hit off with this other one but I thought this one and I, I don't know <laughs> So was there, when you were on Hannah's season, was there like a behind the scenes story, anything that you can like share with us that was kind of funny or cute that we didn't get to see? I mean, you said you had a ton of footage with Hannah. You want to share anything? Yeah. So there was like, um, it was a lot with me and Hannah. Like there was was one time I I told her I could read palms, which I can't. And (laughs) I kind of made it to where like I was reading her palm and it like led me in for a kiss um that was pretty fun very Uh, smooth I like um, it um there was another one where me and her were like ballroom dancing in this castle and I was like singing beauty and the beast and it was it was funny it was fun and good times but yeah those are some cute moments that no one got to see let's talk oh I love it I love that so much Sophie, stop. Hello, Sophie. I hear you. She is 
Oh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, she's fine. Hi, Sophie. She doesn't get this loud until clearly I'm like doing something or, you know, um, on the phone or doing a That's how kids are too. <laughs> I bet. I that's bet. why the kids are out of the house at least. I don't know if people know how you got uh, on The Bachelor. Yeah, um, I was referred. Uh, um, a co-worker of mine, um, he would work, work out with one of the casting recruiters. And he was, like, telling me, I think you'd be great for this show, The Bachelor, Bachelor. I was like, what? That's still going on? Like, I didn't know that show was still on. <laughs> I, I never really watched it, but I heard about it. And he asked me, and I was like, I, I first turned it down. I was like, no, I don't know if that's for me. Later thinking about it, like, a week went by, and I'm like, I'm 30. I need to try some new things. Like, why not? Why not just be adventurous and be like, why not? Let's see what happens. Saying that, I never thought that I would get on it. I thought it would just be like maybe I would make one or two steps and that would be it. But yeah, one thing led to another real quick and I I knew I was flying out there to be on the show. It's crazy. I'm not surprised. You are absolutely the total package, Dustin. And I still can't believe you're still single. (laughs) I appreciate that. But you know, just got to keep, it's a numbers game. I I used to be a dating coach too. I have, like, every job under the sun, okay? But I used to be a dating coach. Yeah. I always tell people, all my single friends, it's just a numbers game. Like, you just have to keep meeting people, and it literally... Keep meeting until yeah. you one. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, 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 still like a, I'm just still like a deep-down a hopeless romantic, so I, I believe that my partner's out there, and I gotta... I don't want to... You know, some people date because they might be lonely or, you know, things like that. And I, I just yeah. want it to be real. I don't want other things to encourage me to be with someone besides it just being true love. Yeah, I love that. It's pure. Yeah. It's pure that way. Pure. 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 So talk about your current passion. You have this cooking company, right? Talk to me about yeah. this. It's Herd Chef. With the name, I work in a restaurant business too. And like when you're talking to the chef and the chef is talking to you and they tell you to do something, you say, Herd Chef. Like I heard that. Herd. Oh, okay. So Herd Chef. So yeah, Herd Chef is a, um, like a travelogue around Chicago with, you know, Chicago chefs. So pretty much I meet up with these chefs. We talk a little bit about them and their passion and why they got into food and where they work now. And it's fun. It's funny. There might be some inappropriate jokes or questions along the way, which make it very spicy. But um, it's a good time. And then we finish a beautiful meal and they teach us how to do it. I will say, I'll give you a little clue on this next episode we just did with the chef. Okay. I found out the chef is actually a tattooist. Oh. But she started to tattoo. So I went to her house and we're cooking. And I normally do a, you know, it's a question game. It's where like, okay, I ask you a personal question. If you don't answer it, you have to take a shot. And they can ask the same for me as well. But we switched it up this time. And if I didn't want to answer this question, I may or may have not have got a tattoo. So you guys will definitely have to check it out. Oh my gosh. Was there any like romantic vibe? She sounds cool. (laughs) No romantic vibe. Yeah, she doesn't like men. So (laughs) that was the only question. Okay, okay. Sure if she did, there would have been something there, I bet. (laughs) That's too funny. (laughs) Tell us how to access her chef 
you have a website. Yeah. yeah, for sure. So first episode, we only did one episode so far. It's out right now where people can see it. And it's on my social media, on my IGTV. Oh, okay. Dustin B. Kendrick. The next ones, we will be putting them all on YouTube. Oh, great. For the next round. So we're going to shoot a couple more and then we'll post them out there. And uh, you can find it. Yeah, it'll always be linked from my IG. So I'll always promote it from Instagram. And I will promote it too. I appreciate I'll, that. Yeah, I'll grab it off and screen record so people can take a look at it as well. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, I want to ask you this because it just happened recently. Kind of going back into Peter's season. We haven't really talked about mm-hmm. Peter's season, but since he's such a good friend of yours, I'd love to hear from you. And I'm sure you get this all the time. People are saying or were saying that Peter just didn't do a great job as a bachelor. I mean, can you please defend him as his best friend? Like, I get yeah, so absolutely. angry when people say this to me because have you not seen people like, you know, Juan Pablo and Ari? I mean, there's so many well, other people. For, for sure. Well, people don't realize, like, getting a authentic show, which is it's just how it goes, you know? And anyone that knows or has a love story, nothing is perfect. Mm-hmm. And... People need to realize, like, people's imperfect journeys are perfect for them. And, you know, so many people like to judge people on their wrongdoings or wrong choices. And those are life lessons we all go through. We make mistakes. We make life choices. And we do better because we grow from them. And people are just so judgmental. Like, if these same people... They probably have the craziest love stories themselves. (laughs) Right, right. You know? And sometimes you make mistakes as you go to, you know, find the right one. And honestly, I mean, it's a pretty interesting story of his season for him to, you know, go through these girls, pick one, no, try to know, no, and get the, and go back. Like, it's pretty unique. So I don't know why they think it's such a bad story. It's a bad season. It's interesting to me. I think it's funny. He's funny too. Like, he'll admit, like, He made mistakes, and like we all do, and but he's happy now, and he's with Kelly, and they make a great couple, and and you got to see, you got to see the beginning of all of that. I mean, you know, when you're quarantining with them, and I mean, you couldn't talk about it, I'm sure, or anything, but you saw like it blossom. I mean, no one else saw that, you know, literally no one else saw that. So that's so cool that you're part of their love story. Yeah, and I would just tell other people like that are watching, and when they watch these next seasons, I mean, the point for you to watch this is to judge people's actions and their choices, but let's not be too hard anybody. Right. We're all human, and we all make mistakes, and just enjoy the show as it is, and I guess just be glad you're not on that. <laughs> oh my gosh, so funny. I will defend them always. Because I just think that people are, like you said, just very harsh and judgmental. And I do want to ask you a question, though. Did you watch Monday's episode when they recapped Caitlyn's season? I have not. I'm the word. I never really watched this this show. I should watch these other episodes. I mean, these other seasons. Yeah. Saying, like they're, I should watch them. I just haven't got to it yet. You should definitely watch Ben Higgins' season uh, this coming Monday. I mean, that was like, okay. that to me, the bar was so high he was actually the first interview i ever did on my show and oh, he wow. is he is the greatest guy like i this he is a hell of a human like he is a gem i'll watch it i'll watch it because amber james she lives in chicago i know amber and uh she was actually on his season. oh there you so go yeah it. he set that bar real high but anyway on this past episode when they were recapping caitlin's season i'm sure you heard that chris harrison interviewed 
Hannah Ann and Madison. Oh, for, oh, I did see that. I saw something like that. Yeah. Yes. What do you say? Okay. What happened now? So he, you know, they were just talking casually. And then all of a sudden he said, so if Peter came crawling back to you guys, would you take him back? And I was like, what? So uncalled for. So disrespectful. When he had just had, I'm screaming, when he had just had Peter and Kelly on the week before, like last week, you saw him on, right? The the week before. yeah, yeah, yeah. Ask him about, yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you have them on and see how in love and happy they are and then do that? Like, that is just wrong. It is. And you know what? It, I... I don't know. And I get it too. It's a TV show. You want to kind of stir people up. And, mm-hmm. But if you just had an interview with, like, let Peter Kelly be happy. I don't know. try to bring him down again, like, thinking that he's going to be like, I, I don't know. I get it. It's, it was probably, it was rude to say. I was livid. <laughs> I was so, yeah. so livid. I reached out to both of them and I was just like, I mean, I'm sure you hear this stuff all the time, but I just want to let you know that, you know, that was wrong. Like, that was just wrong. But anyway, I just want to know what your take on that was. So being a part of their relationship and being so close to them, do you think that they are, I mean, just kind of putting it out there, like in the future, do you think they're going to get married? Like, do you think that that's like what they're... Oh, for sure. Really? Oh, yeah, I think so for sure. No doubt about it. Oh, that's awesome. I mean, the families yeah. all love each other. I can't imagine. They have great families. Oh, and yeah. They're just irresistible. They're just, you can't, you can't even split them apart. They're just like. <laughs> I love it. You know, they're very cute to each other. Yeah, I'm excited to, you know, see and grow with their journey. It's good. It's going to be I see it all the way. That's all I see. And what do you tell the people that were like, why was Dustin quarantining with them? They were just so confused. And I'm like, what? It's more fun. Yeah, I know. I'd rather quarantine with them than be by myself. Right. So, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I loved it. You guys gave us so much entertainment and joy through this such a hard time. I've told all my friends, if we didn't have Dustin and Kelly and Peter to like entertain us and make, you know, put smiles on our faces, we would have been in such a darker place, okay? <laughs> like, uh, I, I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. It was it was a lot of fun. We just wanted to keep ourselves sane and have a good time while doing it. And uh, it was good. It was a fun time. I'll never forget that moment at all, for sure. Oh, well, we appreciate it. And I just cannot thank you enough for coming on and talking to me. I hope you'll come back. Maybe we can yeah, talk absolutely. about Matt James season or something. Maybe I'll meet you in person one day. I love Chicago. I haven't been there in forever. Do you ever come out to L.A. just to visit or yeah, California? I yeah I, yeah, I come out there every so, every so often, yeah. I'm actually in San Francisco, like uh, an hour north of San Francisco, so. Oh, nice. I've been to San Francisco before. I love San Francisco. San Francisco it's is really nice. so beautiful. I've been meaning to want, I want to do like a, uh, like a car ride through California, though. I just, want, I just want to see, you know, see a lot of it. So much beauty out there. Pacific Highway, Highway 1 is incredible. The whole state is amazing it's absolutely amazing and i'm really proud of our state i feel like people have really shown up you know for this movement just to kind of bring it full circle i'm really proud of of what i'm seeing and i just hope that we will continue to educate ourselves and others i'm going to use my voice you know in the right way and just know that being silent is not what you should be doing right now you know when i'm seeing my friends being silent and not speaking up for black family members or black friends or you know black children they have you know it's like come on just don't be silent you know just educate and then speak up and if you don't know what to say 
Just start with Black Lives Matter. And that that really is what's most important. Yeah, and I think people forget to realize that I don't care who you are, someone looks up to you. You know, and you inspire someone else. Yeah, and this is actually another good point before, you know, we, we leave here. I, a lot of people don't post enough good that they do because they don't want to feel like it's like cheated or bragging. Mm-hmm. But honestly, like, bad energy, bad news is... is it, it flies, you know, it's posted, it's everywhere. People love to like share that. And yeah. every good thing you can post, I don't care if you, if it's the littlest thing and it feels like you're bragging, who cares? Because someone else sees that and they get inspired and they want to do that too. So I've been 100%. telling people, like, if you do something good, like, go out there to social media and let people see this. Because it takes so long for like good things to catch on besides negatives. And we got to throw more positive out there. For every one negative, you have to see 10 positive to make up for that, you know? So just live your life that way and you'll be much better off. Well, since I am a reality TV podcast, do you have any favorite reality TV shows that you like? That you're Um, addicted to? Let me think. I really (laughs) did. I like Blind Love. That was really good. Oh, Love is Blind? Uh, Oh, Love is Blind. Yes. Um, I can't wait for that to come on again. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, they're going to do it in great, Chicago. Great. You heard that, right? <gasps> yeah. Dustin, you should be on it. No, they actually, they jumped in my DMs. Ooh. I think I'm done with my love life. Oh, this. come you know, on. That uh, would have been amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do like the Queer Eye. That's my jam. I love that show. That's good. Yeah, definitely. There's so much good reality TV shows out there. The franchise is going to have to step it up a little bit. I'm, I'm losing faith. I'm getting a little disappointed. So hopefully with the next few seasons coming, we're going to see some change. We're going to see it progress from there. Because sure. I'm an OG. I've been watching it since I was in my uh, sorority season one. So uh, back in college. So, you know, it's it's got a special place in my heart. But and as sure. do you, Dustin. Oh, and I want to say thank you on behalf of my children and myself, of course. You guys, if you haven't seen, Dustin did an absolutely adorable cameo for us. My son and daughter are huge fans of Dustin and his TikToks. And that just made their whole week. They were so excited. And we had just gotten into quarantine. And that was just like, it was a ray of sunshine in their oh, life. So thank you I so really like it. So it's much for that. And there's nothing else that you want to talk about? There will be other things that come up, okay. but uh, they're in the works right now. So uh, Perfect. We'll, we'll talk about the next time. Part two. I love it. Part two. Definitely. Well, Dustin, thank you again so much for getting cozy with me. No problem. I had so much fun. I hope you did as well. We can't wait to see what you do in the future. And we're going to keep watching you. You are just a joy to follow on social media. And like I said, I hope we get to meet in person. I'd love to give you a big hug someday. Please take care. Stay safe. And you guys listening, please go follow Dustin and just get educated. Use your voice. And don't stay silent. That's all we're asking. So thank you guys so much for listening and stay safe and always stay cozy. Till next time. Bye. 